This week I'm talking about self-forgiveness. In this episode I'll cover what self-forgiveness is, why it matters, and how to forgive yourself. So, let's talk. This is Let's Talk About Mental Health, a weekly podcast full of simple ideas for better mental health. I'm your host, Jeremy Godwin, and I'm an Australian writer and speaker who spent most of the 2010s dealing with severe depression and anxiety, and that led me to change careers to study mental health. In this show, I use my knowledge of psychology, sociology, and counselling, combined with my personal experiences of dealing with mental illness, to bring you a show full of ways to improve your mental well-being, one step at a time. Each week, I look at one specific topic and go through simple things you can do to improve your mental health. So, get comfortable and let's talk about mental health. Because the more we talk about it, the easier it gets. Hello and welcome to episode 80 and thanks so much for joining me. This week is all about self-forgiveness. As I mentioned last week, I looked at the topic of forgiveness back in episode 44. However, the main focus of that episode was about working through forgiving others. For many of us, we can spend years carrying around hurt, pain and anger toward ourselves over things that we did or did not do in the past. And while being able to reflect on the past objectively so that we can learn from it is a massive part of good mental health, you'll notice that I said objectively. Guilt does not tend to be objective, mainly because it usually involves clinging on to negative past emotions rather than learning how to let go and forgive yourself in order to move forward. So that's what I'm exploring this week. Two quick updates before we dive into that discussion. I have new episodes out now on my two YouTube channels. On Let's Talk About Mental Health TV, I'm looking at five things you can do to feel happier today. And on No Nonsense Advice for Living, I'm looking at what I learned about life and myself by moving from the city to the country. You can find them both on YouTube or head to letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au to watch them now. You'll also find links in the episode description on whatever podcast service you're currently listening to me on. The other update is that I now have only one coaching slot left if you're interested in working together on a one-on-one basis. My approach is a combination of counselling and coaching, and so if you're interested in having a regular session with me that's like one of these podcasts but tailored to your specific circumstances, then head over to letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au forward slash coaching for information and to register your interest. I'll shortly be closing this off for a few months, so if you are interested, get in quickly as I only work with a small handful of clients at a time. So with all of that covered, on with this week's episode about self-forgiveness. Back in 2020, one of my top three favourite songs that was meant to compete in the Eurovision that never was, was a little number from Belgium called Release Me by Hoover Vonick, who had some big hits back in the 90s and early 2000s, and if you're able to remember them when they first came out, well, congratulations, you're officially old, like me. So I want to take a moment to quote a few of the opening lines of Release Me. Here goes. Release me, don't talk, go away. Release me, it's not right to make me stay. All the lies and all the pain, only you can make them go away. Yeah, release me from this sad and losing game. So, why am I sharing those lyrics? 
Well, even though the song seems to be about a romantic relationship gone sour, there are a lot of parallels between the lyrics and the kind of negative headspace that it's easy to get caught up in when you're carrying around feelings of guilt over things that you have or have not done in the past. Guilt is, without question, a sad and losing game, mainly because it robs you of any kind of joy in the present moment. And then the other bit from those lyrics that's relevant, or at least relevant to me, is the piece that goes, all the lies and all the pain, only you can make them go away. Self-forgiveness is exactly what it says on the label. Forgiveness of yourself. And we can often be our own harshest critics and worst enemies rolled into one, especially when we're dealing with guilt. But the fact of the matter is that only you can make all of that go away. And this week, I'll be talking about how to start doing that. First, let's discuss some definitions. What is self-forgiveness? Forgiveness is about being able to let go of feelings of anger or resentment towards, in this case, yourself. Like I said before, I talked about forgiving others in episode 44, so you'll find that helpful if that subject is relevant to you as well. However, the focus here is on how you feel towards yourself. Self-forgiveness is, to paraphrase the Oxford Dictionary, part of no longer feeling angry about something that you did or did not do in the past, and more importantly, no longer wanting to punish yourself. This stuff goes hand in hand with guilt, that shitty emotion that likes to heap self-judgment and shame on us about mistakes that we've made or self-perceived flaws that we might think we have. I mentioned shame there, and it's a subject that I explored in its own episode back in episode 71, so well worth checking out if you haven't already. And I covered mistakes all the way back in episode 2 in the early, early days of this podcast, because it's such a fundamental aspect of understanding mental health. So check that out as well. You can find audio and transcripts for all past episodes at letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au. Guilt, anger, and shame can be overwhelming and hard to process, but staying stuck in them prevents us from learning important lessons so that we can move forward in a healthy way. When we make mistakes, often we can find ourselves going over and over them in our mind, and many of us often keep on punishing ourselves long after the deed or whatever has been forgotten by everyone else. Why? Usually it's because we find ourselves stuck in rumination, which is where we go over and over something without being able to progress beyond that into healthy emotional processing. Let me share this quote from Very Well Mind. Rumination involves negative thought patterns that are immersive or repetitive. Many people slip into rumination when they are trying to process their emotions, but they become stuck in negative patterns of replaying past hurts without moving towards solutions or feelings of resolution. Rumination doesn't generate new ways of thinking, new behaviours, or new possibilities, but instead causes you to go over the same information repeatedly without change and stay in a negative mindset. And the link for that is in the transcript. And I'd recommend that article if you are prone to rumination, as well as episode four of this podcast, where I talked about overthinking. So what does all that have to do with self-forgiveness? Well, ruminating over things we've done in the past, or wish we had done differently, 
is something that keeps us stuck in negativity rather than helping us to learn from our mistakes so that we can move forward in a healthy way. When you go over and over things and beat yourself up repeatedly, you're reinforcing the guilt and shame, which leads to more guilt and more shame. And, well, hopefully you get my point. Self-forgiveness is the circuit breaker to all of that. It's a means of being able to step back and look at the mistake objectively and to realize that a mistake does not define who you are as a person. Now, before we go any further, let's talk for a moment about what self-forgiveness is not. It's not about just forgetting what has happened, nor is it about letting yourself off the hook, especially for things that have had a major impact on your life and the lives of others. And it's not about completely absolving yourself of any responsibility for your actions, or distorting the facts so as to make yourself seem like the victim or the hero, depending on the situation. If you do those things, then you will not learn from your mistakes, and so you will be likely to repeat them, or cause more harm in the future. And what do I say every week without fail? Do no harm, as well as be kind and give more than you take. So with that said, that leads me to the next part of the episode, which is why does self-forgiveness matter? Well, it matters because holding on to guilt has a negative impact on both your mental and your physical health, as well as your social and emotional well-being. Let me explain by quoting from an article on prevention.com. Anyone who's wallowing in guilt is going to be more withdrawn, more critical, and less open than they normally would. So whoever's around, your spouse, your children, your friends, etc., is going to suffer right along with you. But it doesn't stop there. Your mind affects your body in a zillion interconnecting ways, and those guilty feelings you're nurturing are generating chemicals that are headed straight for your vital organs. They increase your heart rate, raise your blood pressure, disrupt your digestion, tense your muscles, dump cholesterol into your bloodstream, and reduce your ability to think straight. And every time you remember what you did and cringe, those bad feelings give you a fresh hit of those corrosive chemicals. Studies on forgiveness have led scientists to suspect that those who have difficulty forgiving are more likely to experience heart attacks, high blood pressure, depression, and other health issues. And the link for that is in the transcript. So being able to forgive yourself matters because it enables you to face what you did or did not do in the past. Accept it, take responsibility, and move forward in a way that includes learning the lessons that you need to learn so that you don't repeat the same mistakes over and over again. I've been saying for many, many years now that the only true mistake is the one that you don't learn from. And what I mean by that is that if we fail to learn from the times that we mess up in life, and we will inevitably mess up because nobody is perfect, then if we don't learn from that, we're doomed to repeat the same mistakes. So how do you do that? How do you forgive yourself? Well, let's get into the how-to part of this week's episode. So let's start with the first point, which is see guilt as a positive. Guilt means that you care. Some people do horrendous things and seem to experience no guilt whatsoever. Some politicians even try to turn their shitty actions into even more political gain. So the very fact that you feel guilt, shame, remorse, or whatever over your actions is a positive sign that you are a decent human being. Guilt lets you know when something that you did or said does not fit with your core values and beliefs. 
Shame, on the other hand, is not particularly positive because it's tied up in humiliation and embarrassment. So dealing with it involves being able to look at the bigger picture, which I'll come back to shortly. First, though, let's discuss my next point, which is acknowledge what you're feeling. So part of the shittiness of guilt is that it can be really hard to confront what we're actually feeling guilty about, and so we can find ourselves being pulled down into a spiral that isn't particularly constructive. So I went through this last year when my cat died. I know I talk about losing Pushka a lot on here, and that's because it had such an overwhelming effect on me, and I became bogged down by guilt and shame. And so then we adopted another cat, Igor, and I found myself feeling guilty about that. And then while all that was going on, here I was showing up week after week to talk to you lovely people about better mental health while I was struggling with my own. And so I began to feel guilty about feeling guilty, which is almost enough to make your head explode. And actually, mine nearly did. In an interview earlier this year, I was talking about Pushka's death, and I just completely broke down. And thankfully, the interviewer was lovely about it. In fact, we've stayed in touch since, so hi, Erica. Anyway, at that point, I had been living with the guilt for so long that it took just the slightest thing to tip me over the edge. And in fact, that was the catalyst to get me to go back to therapy, which I now do weekly. And guess what one of the first things was that my therapist picked up about me? That I'm carrying around a lot of guilt. Surprise! The point here is that this stuff can affect any of us. And just because you know intellectually that you don't have anything to feel guilty about, that does not mean that our minds always behave in rational ways. So start by acknowledging what it is that you're feeling, because recognizing it helps you to label it and become more self-aware, which is something I covered in episode 62. My next point is consider your accountability. So once you've acknowledged what you're feeling, it's now up to you to objectively consider your responsibility in whatever did or did not happen. This is not about assigning blame, because that's a waste of time. But instead, it's about facing the situation in an honest way. Here's what I mean. If you did something wrong, you're accountable. No ifs, no buts, the responsibility sits with you. It doesn't matter if it happened as a reaction to something that another person did or didn't do. You are in full control of your own actions. So being able to identify when you're the one who is accountable is an important step in being able to face the reality of the situation. Because it's only when you fully face reality that you can begin to make your peace with it. All too often we find ourselves justifying our words and actions, especially when it comes to those that we're closest to. I'm sure many of us have been guilty of saying things like, look what you made me do, or I only said that because you kept on provoking me. Problem is, nobody can make you do or say anything. Someone can trigger your emotional responses, but you are the one who is in control of what you do or say. So instead of deflecting or focusing on assigning blame, be an adult and acknowledge your own responsibility. Mistakes aren't great, but they are how we learn, and I'll come back to that in a bit. And on this subject, before we go any further, can I also point out here that the accountability thing is very different when things have been done to you against your will. So I don't want to trigger anyone here, however, I'm also not going to ignore an important point, which is to say that unfortunately sometimes there are things done to us that we have no accountability for, but which still leave us with long-lasting feelings of shame and guilt. 
you are not responsible for those things. And in fact, this is the stuff that's important to work through with the mental health professional. So please bear that in mind. All right, so with that said, returning to the focus of things that you are directly responsible for, my next point is accept it. I talked about acceptance back in episode 36, and it's one of those messages that I tend to incorporate into most, if not all, episodes of this show. The past has passed, so all you can do is learn from it and accept it. Whatever you did or didn't do is not going to be changed by feelings of guilt or shame, because what's done is done. You really only have two choices here. Stay stuck in going over something that you cannot ever hope to change, or accept the situation as it is, so that you can begin to move forward. Acceptance is the only healthy option that you can possibly make. If you're stuck with this, then refer to episode 36, like I mentioned a minute ago, and you may also find episode 32 about letting go to be helpful as well. So that leads me to my next point, which is process it. Okay, so at this point, you should hopefully be deep into acceptance territory. And just to be clear, that doesn't mean that you're magically okay with whatever happened or didn't happen. It simply means that you accept things as they are instead of focusing on how you wish they were. So now it's time to dig in and process what happened in an objective way. Why? Because this is where you identify the lessons that you need to learn. Identify exactly what you did or didn't do that feels wrong, consider why it feels wrong or like a mistake, and consider how you can repair the situation. You might find it helpful to write down your feelings. Often that physical act of releasing them helps you to let go of the anger and hurt that you're holding on to, and it can help us to look at the situation more rationally. And then most importantly, once you've done all of that work on processing the situation, consider what you can do differently next time for a better outcome, and then make the changes that you need to make. You cannot change the past, but you can always do better now and in the future. Commit to doing better and put in the work to turn that commitment into reality. So my next point is put things into the broader context. Instead of punishing yourself over what it is that you're feeling negatively about, take a step back and consider the bigger picture. Because often there is a lot more at play than what you are choosing to focus on when you're just stuck in that negative place. And then my next point is apologize to yourself and to others if appropriate. Remorse is one of those things that might often mean that you know on an intellectual level that you need to make amends, but doing that can trigger fear. Just rip the band-aid off and apologize, first to yourself, and then to whoever you might need to make amends with. You have no control over what others do or don't do, so they may not accept your apology, or it might take them a while to even consider it, but at least you've taken that step. And when it comes to apologizing to yourself, Well, it's up to you whether or not you accept that, and only you can know for sure whether you are truly committed to doing and being better in the future. Okay, so now I have a few general points about how you move forward from there, starting with choose to focus on you and your own words and actions, because you cannot change others, no matter how hard you might try. So by focusing on yourself, you are better able to manage what is within your direct control. 
The next point is make a choice every day to prioritize learning and growing, which are essential components of being the best version of yourself possible. So make them a priority. My next point is endeavor to make healthy life choices in the future. If you want to limit feelings of shame, remorse, and guilt as much as possible, then choose to do no harm, be kind, and give more than you take, both in terms of how you treat others and how you treat yourself. The next point is practice kindness and compassion towards yourself, which are things that you can do by working on your self-talk, which I looked at in episode 9, and your self-esteem, which was the subject of episode 43. The next point is remember that nobody is perfect, which is why non-judgment towards yourself and others is essential for good mental health, because we are all going to make mistakes from time to time. Don't judge others for not being perfect, because nobody is. This is why cancel culture is dangerous. Yes, I understand it if you are repeating the same shit over and over again with no personal responsibility or accountability or remorse, but at least give people an opportunity to own their mistakes and do better before you cancel them. Otherwise, people wind up feeling terrified of making a mistake. My next point is be prepared to forgive yourself more than once. Emotions can tend to pop up quite suddenly and unexpectedly, and you might think that you've processed something and done the whole self-forgiveness thing, and then wham, out of the blue, it pops into your head, and suddenly you find yourself feeling guilty all over again. So if that happens, gently work your way through all of the advice that I've covered, and repeat the process of forgiving yourself by letting go of the guilt, and remind yourself of all the hard work that you've done to learn and grow from whatever happened. And so then my final point is one that I talk about most episodes, work with a professional. So whether you're struggling to deal with something recent or you're ruminating over events from long ago, if you've tried all of these bits of advice that I've covered and nothing is working, then it's time to work with a professional who can help you to work through your situation. You don't have to go through your challenges alone. And with time, effort and perseverance, you will be okay but get the support that you need. Because when it comes to self-forgiveness and mental health, what it all boils down to is this. Show me a person who has never made a mistake, and I will show you a liar. Because nobody is perfect, and we all make a mess of things from time to time. But the most important thing about making mistakes is that we learn from them. If we don't, we will never be able to fully forgive ourselves because we won't have been able to look at the situation objectively enough to see the lessons that it has to teach us. When you forgive yourself, it allows you to move forward instead of becoming stuck in an emotional reaction to an event or situation that can never be changed, no matter how often you go over it in your mind. What's done is done. So all you can do is accept it, learn from it, and grow. When you do that, you're able to let go of all the hurt, guilt, shame, anger, and disappointment that you've been feeling. And you can finally choose to forgive yourself. The choice is yours, as it is with all things related to your well-being. So, what choice will you make today? Each week I like to finish up by sharing a quote about the week's topic and I encourage you to take a few moments to really reflect on it and consider what it means to you. This week's quote is by an unknown author and it is There is no point in being crippled by guilt. 
Simply acknowledge to yourself that you have done something wrong, learn by it, and get on with the rest of your life. Let me repeat that. There is no point in being crippled by guilt. Simply acknowledge to yourself that you have done something wrong, learn by it, and get on with the rest of your life. Alright, that's nearly it for this week. Next week, I'll be talking about rejection. One of the most fundamental aspects of the human experience is the desire to have a sense of belonging with others, to be seen, valued, respected, and loved. So when we experience rejection, especially when it comes from the people closest to us and those that we care about, it can be life-shattering. It's possible to work through all of that, but it definitely takes time, as do most things. And there are lots of different aspects to consider as you learn how to cope with feelings of rejection. So next week, I'll be talking about what rejection is, why understanding the impact of rejection matters for good mental health, and how to deal with rejection. I hope you'll join me for that episode, which will be released on Sunday the 30th of May. And join me for Let's Talk About Mental Health TV on YouTube, with new episodes released every Wednesday, along with weekly episodes of No Nonsense Advice for Living every Saturday on my other YouTube channel. Head to letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au for links and all past episodes. And while you're there, join the mailing list for exclusive updates and my weekly newsletter. You can also find the website links in the description of this episode on whatever podcast service you're currently using. You can also find Let's Talk About Mental Health on Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook at LTA Mental Health, where I post extra content daily. Thank you very much for joining me today. Look after yourself and make a conscious effort to share positivity and kindness out into the world, because you get back what you put out. Take care and talk to you next time. <laughs>